Roll for initiative. Welcome to the Honor Roll Podcast, the podcast that helps you level up your role-playing game. Tabletop, LARP, mush, and everything in between. We're not better gamers than you, we just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game, because the only way to win at a role-playing game is is to to have have fun. fun. I'm Ryan, I'm the curmudgeon, and joining me as always is Carrie, the legend. I eat. And Jason, the favorite. The, I thought the Mercer effect was something totally different, guys. We'll talk about that later, though. <laughs> <sighs> well, before we get into talking about gaming, let's take a minute to find out about our Patreon backers. Yes, we have them. We should and have like some them. fronters. Some Patreon fronters? I don't know. Do you get fronters from Patreon? I don't think. That sounds dirty. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast, and you can go there and become a backer of the show. It helps keep us on the air, pays uh, for our microphones and our hostings and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And one and, day we're going to save up and get that board Ryan wants. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so nice. And it's awesome. And so if you become a backer of us on Patreon, you get free stuff like postcards and books and prints, and sometimes we might even do... Uh, Shout outs for you on the air or character roast. Roast your character. I like character roasts. Those yeah. are my favorites. Yeah. yeah. So, Carrie, tell us who are the folks that we're supposed to talk about on the air. Uh, we can talk <laughs> about Joel Eastland if you'd like. Does his collars run? His collars, they do not run. <laughs> They don't. Run. Do Ryan Martin's collars run? I don't. Know. I'm not going to s- mention anyone collars. else's collars. I, I have. I don't feel. Uh, you don't feel comfortable comfortable talking about, talking about people's collars. Okay, that's fair. According to this checklist, here. see, <laughs> see, we'll get to that in a moment. We will. Drew Stevens is a backer. He's he, a backer. Yes, yes. Lost back. Colonies, oh. run by Joe Hines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Noah Coltrip? I don't know. He doesn't. I don't think he listens to us anymore. because uh, oh, he didn't send you email about his life. He again. never sends me emails updating his life anymore. Please, everyone, send us emails updating us on Noah's life. Yes, we want to know what and you guys think. Whether Noah's been doing, whether you know Noah or not, it's send even us better. We'll read it. Send us an email at hosts at honorrollpodcast. Let us know what you think Noah Coltrip's been up to, so that we can answer the question. What about Noah Coltrip? No Who That's else, fine. Jason? Salim Halubi. Oh, that was pretty good. Uh, and Ryan Gallianto. No, no, not close. Yeah, no, no, no did, that was Gallianto. Gali- no, there's no N. Galliato. It's understood. No, <laughs> that there was no N. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, Ryan Galliato, the Psycho mm-hmm. Kitty, right? Mm-hmm. Was that it? Yeah, the Psycho Kitty. Yeah, he's awesome. Who else? And then we have Sarah. Rah, 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 rah. Um, who I'd like to say uh, came and visited us this weekend. Yeah, like all of our patrons should. They should, yeah. She listened to our last episode, and apparently we had talked about bribery in that episode. Or, oh, was or it? Uh, the, yeah. the buying XP. Mm-hmm. And so she brought us a case of Pepsi. So and, she gets, and she brought me Twizzlers. And she brought Ryan Twizzlers. So I would just like to say, I have a Pepsi. That I'm going to drink that came from Sarara. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Nice. Good sound effect, Ryan. Well, if you'd like to become a... (laughs) If you'd like to become a backer of the show on Patreon, Mm -hmm. you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and find us there. Or if you want to send me Pepsi, we'll figure it out. When last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were right here sitting at this table recording a podcast. 
Jason, you weren't here. What have you been doing? Okay, so uh, y'all mentioned it briefly, but Marty, my wife, got really sick. She'd yeah. been sick for a while, some stomach bug thing. And sometimes when you get that sick, you get really badly dehydrated. Yeah. And so she had to be in the hospital for about a week to get her strength back and just to make sure that there was nothing else wrong. Uh, she's okay now, other than the fact that she's still Yay! really weak and might have, you know, got a little bit of bronchitis from being laid up in the hospital for a week and a half. Well, she was in there for a week, plus the month before that she was sick, so yeah. she's finally feeling a little bit better. Is she uh, still married to you? As far as I know. So they didn't cure everything that ailed her. Not everything. <laughs> the, the upshot is that we were able to finish... Uh, Lots, the Dark Crystal. Lots of television. <laughs> uh, Age of Resistance. Yeah, we finished Age of Resistance. Oh, it's so guys. good. Yeah. Mm. Ah. Please. Please, <laughs> no spoilers. Please. <laughs> so every uh, time Dakota tries to... What does she call them? Skekskis. Skekskis. Ah. She always adds extra in there. And then every time she does one of the, an impression of one of them, she is specifically the, the Chamberlain. Right. She sounds like Betty from um, Kung Pao Enter the Fist. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. That's awesome. <sighs> I don't know why that got me. <laughs> what about you, Carrie? Are you up to anything exciting? Um, I just, I, I'm in a gallery show this weekend. Oh, you yeah. are? That's I right. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So power. Got, power. Yeah, yeah, the theme is power. So I've got about seven pieces up there. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And They're all plugged right into the wall. They're just plugged right in. And, um, yeah. And I've been doing art on my Twitch channel. And that's about it this week. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not very exciting. Sorry. What about you, Ryan? Uh, you know, my life is Cleveland Geekster right now. It is. Right? Saturday, in just a couple days, is Cleveland Geekster. The 20, September 21st, from 10 to 5, in the Cleveland State Community College Gymnasium mm-hmm. in Cleveland, Tennessee. It's just a big toy comic book, you know. Collectible. Collectible show. And mm-hmm. There's artists and stuff there. And, and it's super awesome and a lot of fun and also too far for most of our listeners to drive. <laughs> I to. think they should all... If they could leave... Let's see. We'll leave drop today, on Thursday, Ooh. right? <laughs> yeah, we this... drop on Thursday, so they'll have plenty of time. Yeah, because yeah. it's not till Saturday. They can fly <laughs> right. in, they could drive in, so and they'll be awarded an XP oh. per mile that they drive to get there. Oh my! Nice. Yeah. All right. So if you happen to be in in ten, the Tennessee in the area and and stop in, that's awesome. Make sure you say hi. But yeah, you're yeah. really selling it. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's a ton of fun. It's just exhausting. It's a lot. <laughs> it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go ahead and head into combat rounds. Then. Okay. Okay. Welcome to combat rounds. So before we get into combat rounds today too hard, I want to just kind of talk about what we're going to talk about and talk about talking about. And maybe talk talk about about. why we're talking. Right. It's important to know what we're talking about before we get into it. Uh, And the reason is because uh, what we're talking about. (laughs) As he pulls uh, the paper up. That's right. Mm -hmm. So Monty Cook Games recently published a 13 page book, booklet book called Consent in Gaming. For free. It's written by Sean K. Reynolds and Shanna Germain, 
and it is basically uh, sort of a safety guideline, uh, specifically kind of geared towards the Monty Cook game cipher system, but also not geared at all towards any specific system. Yeah, it's just a general, right. mostly but, tabletop games. But because this uh, is a, a booklet that is specifically about how to deal with topics that are uh, are not always topics people are comfortable with. This is our content warning to just let you know that uh, because our our topic today is dealing with topics that are sensitive, <laughs> you need to know we're going to say words like rape or sexual assault or things like that. that or spiders. Or spiders. It's on the list. It is on the list. <laughs> the point is just be aware that while we are not going to be talking in detail about any of those things. Oh, no, all, no, no, no. We are broaching those topics because the topic is about how to broach those topics. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a really difficult thing to try to explain. There was verb. Yeah, the verbiage had to be just right. Yeah. Anyway. Woo. So today we're talking about. The Cypher System publication from Monty Cook Games called Consent in Gaming. Mm. And this has been released uh, just for a few days. It came out right about the same time as last week's episode in like, which which we were like, let's talk about things that when you post it in groups, they turn into dumpster fires. It, it was like a day late. If it had come a day earlier, we could have talked about this right. and that. Because guess part. what? This it was a dumpster fire. Turned into dumpster fires. Oh my gosh. I think that there was huge dumpster fires, but a lot of them were strangely productive in that people who knew, who thought, hey, consent in gaming, that sounds like a good idea, were able to work out exactly why it is important. Right. Because you had somebody telling you, no, this is dumb, because they would say things like, and things that we've talked about in the past, Mm -hmm. uh, mostly off air, is that like, if I'm sitting at the gaming table with my five best friends that I've been playing with for 20 years... Who cares? Right? right. I, I, I don't necessarily need this. I already I already know my friends. I right. don't need to do And then 90% of the arguments were, I know the people that I game with. I don't need these content warnings. Or, right. I know the people I LARP with very well. I've been LARPing or gaming with them forever. I know everything that's happened to them. I was there. Yeah. And the reality is, that is probably, at least with the tabletop folks, more even more certainly, that's probably true. However, just because you don't need a tool doesn't mean that a tool is not needed. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) It's the thing that drives me crazy. Uh, Everywhere in society, you talk to people who's like, well, this isn't a problem. I haven't had a problem with it. Yeah. Well, good for you. Like, great. I'm glad you haven't had this problem. But I think one of two things happens with that argument. Okay, so the, so a lot of what, what we're talking about is this idea that a lot of people saw this content and ga- con- consenting gaming booklet be released, and they said, "Well, I don't need that for my game because I've never had those kinds of problems in my game." One of three things is happening there: either they really have just never had that problem in their game, possibly because of luck, maybe because they've been playing with those same six people who are probably all exactly like them. Right. Or they have had those problems in their game. And they don't know it. And they don't know it because people have either not been comfortable enough to speak up Mm -hmm. or because people have just been afraid to speak up or they've spoke up and not actually been heard properly. Mm -hmm. And those people nope out and they never come back. Yep. Mm -hmm. Maybe they never come back to gaming. Right. 
So what's number three? Well, I don't know. I think it was just two. <laughs> I think it was just two. Uh, or the reality is that, like, the, the folks who say that we don't need that in my game, uh, the, I mean, I guess the third option is I don't need that in my game because I actually really do know everybody that I'm playing with well enough to to avoid okay. those Okay, things. that's fair. Yeah, that Which is was fair. that thing we were just talking about. Yeah. Uh, but my my counter to that, though, is great. You don't need that. So why are you so adamantly angry that this exists? And I want to say something that we were, you know, when we talk about stuff before the show, one of the things you said that really spoke to me was, even if you don't need this specifically for your table, like you don't need to hand out the checklist that's at the end. Right. You should probably still read this. There's some good information. Like someone has taken a lot of thoughts that we've all had over the last, like, five or six, maybe as much as ten years that people have really been thinking about how do we make this better. Right. And they put it all in one place. And and believe it or not, it is also, and we'll talk about this more as we start to go through it, but it's also not 100% on the side of, as these the grognards would say, it's not 100% on the side of, of social justice warrior snowflakes. There are a few places in this book where they actually say that everyone needs to be aware and checking themselves. Well, it's, yeah. And I'm sure we'll get into the meat of this later, but it's also about the idea that uh, if I'm going to use, like in this example, a checklist or something like that, then I need to do it. Right. And if I don't, it's a little bit on me. Like I've right. – good for the, the storyteller for giving us this tool. Yeah. But, but then I have to admit, it, hey, I can't handle these scenes. Yeah. And then maybe if I realize that that's what this game's about after that game one discussion – it might not be my game, and that's okay, too. I think a lot of this document's existence needs to be looked at from the view of of two perspectives. The first being, we should all want our games and the people who are involved in them, including ourselves, to be better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if this document can come out, and it's it's 13 pages long and no joke, Carrie and I both read it in maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, about the same. Super fast, right? If I can spend 10 minutes and read this and get one thing out of it, my game's a little better. Mm-hmm. We should all want that. Yeah. Yay, my game's better. Or right? yay, someone else's game is better. Even if you don't get anything out of it, someone else is. And they're going to make someone, they're going to make players feel safer. Right. And that's worth it. And the mm-hmm. second perspective to look at this from is that. <clears throat> Rules, and let's just say that this is a little bit of a rule book. It's kind of a playbook for for running any game, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Rules do not exist for people who follow them. Right. I know what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I don't don't need a law about speeding if I'm the kind of person who's not going to drive too fast. Right. This this book's existence is not. This book exists because there are bad people and bad players and bad game runners out there. Yeah. I'm going to say that it's more bad is certainly an issue. Ignorant. And I mean that in the most positive way. Not not someone who can't you do mean better. unintentionally bad game runners. Yes. Because <laughs> they're still bad game runners. And they're still bad, but it's unintentional. Yeah. And unintentionally bad players. Mm-hmm. The other side of that, too, for me is... I am interested in in dark topics and like the heavy stuff that we've all played in the world of darkness. Yeah. I'm interested in that. Right. The only way for me to do that in a way that is comfortable for me and for the table is if I know what everybody's limits are. 
Right. So that I can go up to them, but not beyond. Mm -hmm. And that also means that I don't accidentally go too far, which is a serious problem that I have. It's accidentally (laughs) going too far because I think that someone's line is the same place as mine. Yeah. Which might be different because the truth of it is, is that a lot of these traumas that people have, I've been very fortunate and mine have been different and not things like that. Right. Right. But I don't, so it doesn't affect me. But I have had some stuff happen that I don't want to play in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it makes it easier for just, it, it's all out on the table, then we all know where everybody's lines are, and we can go right up to them and stop. There are lots of reasons people accidentally cross lines. Yes. You know, some of it is ignorance. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, uh, <laughs> I'm a middle-aged white guy, and it just doesn't occur to me that women get treated badly all the time. Yeah. Right? Which is kind of ignorance, but... but, but I understand. Specific is but what There's also saying. a yeah. privilege. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I also think that sometimes it happens uh, because we're young and we just don't have experiences to know better yet. I haven't I haven't had an experience that made me feel like that. Right. Therefore, I have I, it, I unintentionally I don't have empathy. Yeah. There's also snow snowballs. I think that I don't know what you mean by that. I think sometimes uh, little things ah, yes. roll downhill and it gets bigger yeah. and bigger and you get caught up in the whirlwind and suddenly you go, wait a second, guys. We what did just, we just run? We were just doing this crazy, horrible thing because we thought it was funny, but you know, whoa. We should yeah. have hit the brakes a while ago. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe having a tool to remind us where to hit the brakes is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. so are you ready to kind of dig yeah, in? Yeah, let's go through. I want to kind of go through this book a little bit quickly because yeah. uh, I think everybody should go read it themselves. Right. So what I don't want to do is kind of so read we'll it on We'll do a different air. podcast later where we just read it. We're just oh going to read it. No. Hey, Monty, I know you listen. <laughs> if you want one of us to read the whole book and make it available like that, just let us know. <laughs> or if you want all three of us because, you know. We could turn simultaneously. It, hey. <laughs> turn it into an audio book. I, I'm in. <laughs> if anybody knows Monty Cook and wants us to turn it into an audio book, you give him a phone call and have him get a hold of us. I'm going to do it as an audio book uh, in the style of an NPR person. Oh, here Ooh. we go. Here we go. This product is designed <laughs> to be a resource on con- consent in gaming, but is not meant to be a comprehensive document on the topic. That's good. It's not bad. Yeah. I like it. I like That's it. good. Yeah. I, think, I think you've got a new career. Thanks. Yeah. So the first section of the book covers a group of things that they just simply call important things about consent. Uh, and, and these are uh, things that, that seem like no-brainers, but are things that we don't always think about. The first is the kind of obvious one that you decide what is safe for you. And you, it's very important that you're truthful at this stage because you can't, you can't say I'm okay with this and then be upset at the person for running it. Right. Now it's okay to say, no. I've changed my mind. That's different. Something shifted. Yeah, just, I think it's important, the important thing here is to be honest with yourself. This is one of the first spots in the book where they really put the onus on the people who, uh, who have issues that they don't want covered in games. Uh, This is where they really say, look, you can't be mad at Carrie if she runs a story about snakes if you didn't mark snakes on the consent checklist. Right. Or if you said, hey, snakes are cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. Snakes? Really? Then it's not Carrie's fault for running snakes. Right. So it's really, really, like Jason said, it's really about the, the honesty thing. 
because uh, this is where you are building the expectations. And you're creating trust. I'm going to trust you that what you put on here is your limits. So yeah. that's what I'm going to play with. I'm not going to go over them. And if you said, I can deal with this, well, you can't get mad if they throw it at you then. Right. So what's the next bit? The next one is that the default answer is no. Um, this one, I think, causes causes some of the knee-jerk problems with this booklet. I'm about to be a PR marketing person. For a <laughs> okay, yeah, let's hear from that perspective. At the end of this packet, there is basically like a form, a checklist form that you can use as a tool that you can adapt for your own game. Okay. And the idea is that uh, you are not writing down, you're not so much checking off the boxes for the things you don't want in game, but rather you are marking the things that you're okay with. Right, you're opting in as opposed to opting out. Right. Which you can do either one, but mm-hmm. opt-in is the default. Right. And while that is an uh, excellent point of view to take for creating this tool, it is, from a marketing standpoint, problematic because it causes, it makes this booklet become named Consent in Gaming. And consent is one of those words that immediately turns off the kinds of people who need this book most. So you think yeah. that something like the default is opting in, not opting out. Well, would be a better sentence? Not at all. I think they, the default should be no. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with what they're doing. I think the problem was they shouldn't have named this book after that bullet point. Mm, because okay. they named this book Consenting Gaming because this is a checklist of the things that you consent to being in your game. Okay. Right. And the problem is to a lot of a lot of these folks who, who desperately need access to this. Who need access to this, they see the word consent and they go, Oh, this is another one of those stupid things where social justice warriors are ruining bam, Vampire bam, the Masquerade. Right? Because consent <laughs> It's a weirdly loaded word for some reason. It's a trigger word for those folks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're saying part of what we should be doing is tricking them into being better people? I I wish. I'm okay with tricking people into being better. I don't think it's about tricking. I don't think it's about tricking, but I think it's about giving it a name that's going to immediately make them not read it at all. Okay. I get that. If they had called this uh, a, a safety... If even safety they, checklist. Just call it a safety checklist, or or right. if they had called this, uh, you know, uh, a hot topic checklist. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. I get it. I don't know. I get they it. could have come up with any number of na- names for this booklet that wouldn't have immediately made the biggest jerks on the internet who need this the most to protect their players immediately go. I'm not reading that. It's another one of those stupid, you know, right. The upshot is, is that you can identify those people really easily and get out of their game. Wow. (laughs) And you like, Oh, that guy's, Oh, he's worse than I realized. Yeah. I'm going to go. Okay. So what's next? What's next is it doesn't matter why someone did not give consent. Okay. I, I really like this one because uh, one of the things it talks about is that a lot of people have traumas or just things that bother them. And, like, I'm here to play with you a game, and we're buddies. Right. But we're not, like, best friends, top tier, I think of you as family. Mm-hmm. I just want to play a game with you. I really don't want to talk about this time that I was in a tragic car accident, and ever since then I've been claustrophobic because I was trapped in there for six hours. Right. Like, we're not that close. 
Right. So I don't feel, I shouldn't feel like I have to tell you why it bothers me. Yeah. You should trust your players and your storytellers enough that if they say, this bothers me, it bothers them. Right. Don't do it. And if one day they want to talk to you about it, you should be super happy that they trust you that much. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, this book also says, if you're playing in your basement with a group of your close friends and you choose to not consent to something... Because they're your friends and care about you, they're probably going to ask you, is everything all right? Why Why is this an issue for you? We care about you and want right. to help you. And, and this packet says, it's okay to say, I'd rather not talk about it, but thank you for caring. Yeah, yeah. and that's fine. But it says... Don't get angry at them right. for being your friend and caring, <laughs> caring about you. Right. But I think that's important, too. Yeah, no, it think, is. And there's a difference between somebody interrogating you and somebody trying to be your friend. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, the next one is kind of related to that, which is there may not be a reason that you don't give consent. It may just be snakes weird me out. I, snakes I don't, I don't squee- like playing squeamy. with snakes. I don't like snakes. I prefer to not have my character have to deal with snakes. And so I just don't want them in the game. Strangely enough, a giant snake that's like 50 feet long that I have to fight with my sword doesn't bother me. Little snakes. But I don't want a garter snakes craw- crawling into my crawling into my character's sleeping bag. So <laughs> that bothers is, me. This is going to sound weird. I don't mind running sexual content, but I don't like playing it. And and that's how this that that's how things are, mm-hmm. and there's no reason for that. There doesn't. I have, have no be. idea why. I just there may like be it. a reason for that, but there doesn't have to be, and yeah. that's that's what th- that mm-hmm. point is. Uh, it also notes that there's a spectrum of consent for each topic, and I think that that's kind of what I was getting at with yeah. like the the with the, the fifty s- foot snake is fine. Yeah, but the, the tiny garter the snake, garter snake, snake, snake. right? Yeah. Or you know, you can describe that there's a snake there, but I don't want you to talk about how the the sand is shifting as it slithers and leaves the pattern and the noise and the you know, like some people can deal with like. Something being there, but they don't want to hear about it being squishy, or, we, we or maybe talked, they don't want to see a picture. We yeah. talked about this with with Sarah before yeah. she left, and she was saying that like it's okay for her character to walk into a room and have the storyteller tell her, you know, there are spiders hanging from the ceiling, right? But what she's not okay with is walking into a room uh, with her character and having the storyteller describe to her what it feels like to be running into the spider webs and feeling the little yeah. pitter patter of the eight legs crawling across her right. face. As they, like, sh- it's a difference. It's too much. It's a mm-hmm. difference. So, uh, and and then the next point about consent, they say, is that it's not up for debate. No. <laughs> <laughs> The, the point of this book is to to learn how to set boundaries better. It's not about pushing those boundaries. Right. Well, no. You can push your own boundaries. Absolutely. But it's not about, like, I'm going to help so-and-so get over this. Right. Not unless they ask you to. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Uh, and, and it's not up for debate also includes the idea that, that um, you shouldn't be threatening to kick someone out if they don't. You know, like, well, I don't want to. I don't want to run this scene because spiders make me uncomfortable. Then your response as a storyteller shouldn't be either participate in this scene with these spiders or you can leave. Right? Yeah. Mm. If they tell you that, you leave. Yeah, yeah because absolutely. you don't want to play with a guy. <laughs> there anymore. are other gaming groups out there. Right. Uh, but the point of this one is is just that some people think it's okay to talk other people to peer pressure other people into scenes that that they don't want to experience 
And that's not okay. Nope. Right. Uh, the next one is that you can always change your mind about what you are or are not consenting to mm-hmm. at any time. Um, and uh, they do stress the importance, however, of not, you know, uh, not being a jerk about it if things change. Whether that's not being a jerk about things changing for me or n- me not being a jerk to you because things have changed for you. Yeah. So we should be like adults and be like, hey, hey this this is bothering me now and yeah. I don't want to I'm not sure. I'm not even it. sure why, yeah. but this is wigging me out and I don't want to run this scene. Snakes yeah. never bothered me before, but something about something about this scene, it's bugging me. Can we just maybe not, not do this? I don't want to do this part. Right. Yeah, and that's okay. And their last important point about consent is that anyone is anyone is allowed to leave an uncomfortable situation at any time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see this a lot in LARPs. A lot of LARPs have... Uh, these rules about like, uh, you know, if at any moment you're, you're uncomfortable, you can just, just let a storyteller know and they'll work you out. Mm -hmm. A lot of mushes have this rule, except they just use fade to black is is a really, really big thing, which is just, I'm in a scene, I'm uncomfortable with it. And so we're just going to fade to black and then we can just email each other or whatever about, about what happened there very briefly and and move on. Yeah. I've Uh, I've also read about where people are like, look, I'm not going to do it. Whatever happens to the party, it happens to me. Or also a storyteller saying, you're not comfortable in this scene at all, right? Okay, you didn't come. It's fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, they read And line. there'll be no consequence for you not coming. Yeah. Right. Honestly, that's that's the meat here. It is. Those, yeah. those eight or nine bullet points, that's really the meat. And they seem really simplistic. And honestly, I'm only going to speak for myself. To someone like me, I feel like, well, duh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Respect your players. Listen that's, to them. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, you know, because that's basically what that's saying is res- respect the people in your gaming community. And for me, though, because I have a lot of strong beliefs about the idea of your gaming table being a community. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that, that this these these bullet points seem very uh, no duh to me. Well, I'm going right? to say, you know, for years we've played with with you and Carrie and, and my wife, Marty. She has a thing about stuff with kids, period. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to play it. And y'all have done a like great like children, job. Children getting hurt. Yes, stuff like that. Yeah. So y'all have done a great job of just completely excluding her for anything like that and doing your best to keep her on the sideline of any and away from the plots. There yeah, was, like if there if like there was many times where there was a bad guy who was being a not good person. Yeah. And I'd just be like, hey, Marty, you don't want to be in this scene. You need to leave this scene. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, re- I remember one night we were running a game and we knew that a bad guy was going to... to to do something to a kid or they were going to no, they were finding a, a, there was a kid that had been killed and they were going to find the body. And I remember telling her, Hey, at some point tonight, they're going to, a group of players is going to go, uh, looking for a kid. When that's, when that happens, do not go with them. And she said, great. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how you have to do it. <laughs> and yeah. that's how you have to do it. There's right. no reason to And she not. didn't get mad because we were running a scene. No. Nope. Just, she was just glad that she wasn't part of it. Thank you, know? you for respecting my boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's it. But I think that some of that, Jason called it enlightenment. <laughs> some of that enlightenment, however, comes from the experiences of running LARPs, where you end up running with lots of strangers. I'm going to say that in some ways, running a lot of World of Darkness over the years has been good for me as far as learning about this stuff. Because those topics come up more in World of Darkness yeah, games. They come do. up so much, right. and I've seen them done wrong so many times. And the person doing it thinks, 
Ah, oh, run this great story where mm. these terrible things happen, and then the players had all these emotional reactions. And to about twenty percent of those people, and it's it's men and women. It was amazing. Ah, oh, I get to go stop this pedophile. I murdered him and tore him to pieces, and it was so wonderful. And to about say, you know, half of the rest of them, they didn't care. It's okay. It's just another thing. But then you've got that bottom little bit of people. That you're really upset, not in-game, but out-of-game. Right. Yeah. And so seeing it done like that years and years and years of people, do the same plots, the same stories, the same storytellers never getting that it wasn't great. Right. That presented an emotional breakdown. That's not a win. Their character didn't. They did. Right. But they went home and had that breakdown. And so the storyteller never heard about okay, it. Or they had it in a game and they thought, wow, H- hold on. that person cry. Some... I have been in situations where I was myself and every female at the game was told, hey, you're all pregnant now. No, wait, and out of character, I remember going to the storyteller and going, this is bad. You're you're upsetting my players. You're upsetting me. And he didn't listen to us. So you always have to listen to your players. What she's talking about is that there was a we were at a werewolf game where there was a a spiritual thing occurred with a bunch of of spirits mm-hmm. and all of the female characters in the game ended up pregnant with pregnant with babies as if you were going to be pregnant with something else. Yeah. I don't know why I said it like that. It could anyway. be pregnant with expectations. <laughs> anyway, anticipation. All of, <laughs> all of all of the females in the game ended up pregnant, and most of the females were, and the storytellers, by the way, were all men. Yeah. And most of the females were very upset by this. And Carrie had actually had a bunch of miscarriages. Right before that. And so she actually went to the storyteller and said, hey, I do not, I'm not. I can't do this. Like, this is really upsetting. And he just kind of blew me off. And then when you went to a different storyteller, the other storyteller said, when you go home, have your local ST run you having a miscarriage. (laughs) Yeah, because that's something that people want. Yeah. (laughs) Or having an abortion. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. Instead, instead, what your local storyteller did was redline the whole thing. Yep. You were just never pregnant. Poof. Yep. And that is exactly what should have happened. Well, no, nobody should have been pregnant to begin with. No, I'm saying, yeah, but I'm (laughs) saying, like, as soon as you are presented with one or more players that are going, this is upsetting me, you take a step back and you say, you know what? This wasn't worth upsetting anyone. Mm -hmm. This is just a game. To follow the advice that this packet says... They should have allowed all of the characters that could have become pregnant the opportunity to opt in as yes. opposed to opting out. Absolutely. And they should have, what they should have done was they should have said, this spirit wooge has happened, mm-hmm. and now all of the females that are in this game, if you would like for your character to become mystically pregnant, mm-hmm. you may talk to your storyteller and that that is a possible result of what has just occurred. Yeah, everyone follow me over here and we'll talk. And then you could have decided for yourself, yes yep. or no. And guess what? Then you wouldn't have had to have actually said to to a stranger, I just had a miscarriage. Yeah. Because it, it's none of his business. It is none of his business. And the beauty of this, and this is something that I talked about at the beginning, is it means that you could run some really dark shit if you want to. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you tell people up front, hey, this is going to be dark if you're interested 
this kind of stuff's going to happen. Right. If you're not interested, that's fine. I that's don't care. Fine. Yeah. You know, it's and, and I, one of the things I do at Damarung is they run a lot Damarung. of plots where there's like cannibalism and kidnapping and stuff. Goodness, okay, right? And it yeah. sounds too much, but every single person that any of that stuff happens to has opted in before the game even starts. They'll post like on Facebook the day before the game, hey, here's some things that are possibilities. Who, if anybody wants that, message right. us and right. we'll do it. And this comes this comes back to that thing we were talking about earlier where, when I was saying that I think that the title of this book is incredibly accurate but unfortunately poorly chosen. Yeah. I agree, like I was saying, I agree that this is a consent, an opt-in checklist. Uh, that's that what makes it work. That would have been a good name. Maybe maybe it was opt-in. just opt-in called checklist. an opt-in checklist. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I think calling it something that's not going to turn people off, <laughs> the people who need it yeah. off. So, because again, if you're someone who, do, if you're a person that doesn't need this booklet, um, you're probably cheering when you read consent checklist. Yeah. Yay, Yay! A tool for people good. to learn about consent. <laughs> All right, so then they talk about a few different things they call like no words and go words. Right, the the and book, the X card. The book like that. begins to get into the actual mechanical tools that different that your table or LARP or game can use to facilitate uh, consent. And what they're basically getting at here is is they're driving this point that you don't have to use the checklist that's at the back of this booklet. It's just a tool. There are several other tools as well. That you can choose to use. One of them is the checklist at the back of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of them is is no words and go words. What do you want to talk a little bit about? What a no word and go word is? Uh, well, like I'm just going to look at their little thing here, and it talks about a go word is where you're saying yes, this is absolutely something I want to experience. And I've read of several LARPs who have specific phrases that like things like where I say, "How dare you have an argument with me, Carrie?" And that's me telling Carrie I want to have an argument. Right. Right. Okay, or, uh, we'll go. Yeah, or they have a no word like, think of the children. And that means I'm telling you, this is, I'm done. Right. So you know to step back, and it, it keeps it in game, or you can just say, this is too much for me. And these right. things, it also touches on the fact that these things can be nonverbal, mm-hmm. uh, because there are like, there's an, there's in LARP, there's a system they call, and it's actually strangely... It's listed in here, because you know what, it would work at a tabletop game. Right, uh, but it's, it's the... In LARP, they call it the the OK check-in system. Right. They don't use that name, but they, they talk about the mechanic yeah. of it, which is just, it's simply you give a thumbs up if you're good if you're with good what's with happening. Thumbs down and if thumbs you're down not. If you, right? And if you are the person that is running the scene, or if you want to just make sure, hey, I want to make sure that the other person is OK with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this comes into the idea, too, that you want to make sure sh- that it works both ways. This is one of the parts that I love about this book, is it says, as a player... If I'm okay with the fact that I'm let's uh, if if I'm okay with the fact that this scene is is touchy, yeah. But I want to make sure that you, Carrie, running the scene, are okay running it. Yeah, right. I can hold up the okay sign and, and towards you, and you can tell me, yeah, thumbs up. I'm still good running this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you can say thumbs down. I'm not good running this, and then we can kind of work together to to sort it out. Mm-hmm. Hey, some people like darker content than you're willing to run, and that's okay. Right. For both of you. Exactly. Uh, uh, they also talk about the X card, which has been around for a while now, where right. you have a, a no card with a literal X on it. And at somebody at the tabletop game you're running wants you to not do the thing you're doing for you know consent reasons, they're uncomfortable with it, what have you. 
they just touch the card, and then everybody takes a step back and does it differently. Right. I think that the X, a lot of these are really helpful for games that you are not familiar with the people that you're playing That's with. True. That's One true. One of the big arguments with the X card that a lot of people have is, I'm playing with my five best friends in my basement. I don't need a stupid index card with an X on it to tell for them to tell me that they're not comfortable with what's running. Why right. can't we're friends? They can just say, Ryan, I'd rather not run this. Right. And that's true. But tools like the X card tend to be more, uh, I don't want to say popular cause that implies people love, love it, but people do love it actually. But, uh, it is useful. more, more useful in con- like convention spaces where yeah. you're running for five strangers or mm-hmm. at a, at a game store. I'm running for people that I like to game with, but they're not people that are coming right. to my house cause yeah. I don't know them that well. I only yeah. know them one Friday a month. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to tell you that the other bit of it is, again, if you want to run stuff that's really heavy, even with people that you know really well, it's, I can push a limit and then you can let me know that's too much. You right. know, it's better to have a tool and not have to use it Yes, than yeah. need it. I've also been told, uh, uh, well, been told, I've read about storytellers who said, after I started using the X, I needed it less. Mm. Because as soon as people know, hey, at any moment, I can stop I'm not afraid anymore. I can my limits actually moved because I knew because it's a safety net that I could yeah. get out at any moment. Can I can I say it? What trust enables risk. exactly. <laughs> I trust <laughs> enables. Risk. Okay, if you but, trust me to stop, then I can keep going. What what everyone didn't see is Ryan took off his glasses, <laughs> leaned forward, and went. I'm, I'm Superman. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> But it's true. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is so true. It is. The next thing the book kind of talks about is uh, it talks about this idea that if you're going to have fun with one another, you have to be comfortable mm-hmm. with one another. Right. And even when you don't know somebody, sometimes that comfort can come through these tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so so you want to do that. Uh, and it talks a little bit about how to recover from consent mistakes. Because there will be fumbles. Like I said earlier, I I have to watch myself. I'll cross the line because my limits are different than other people. They're not better or higher. I've just had different traumas in my life, so I mm-hmm. accidentally step across the line. Yeah, I, I mean, I think as a as someone who's running a game, we've all done it unintentionally before. Plus, yeah. there's a big difference between running a scene and experiencing it. Yeah, because when I'm describing something to you, it's happening to you. When I'm saying it, it's just something I'm saying. You're just describing something. I'm just describing something. So it's much harder for me to upset myself when I'm doing it. Yeah. So I, you know, I mess up. And when you do that, part of the trust enables wrist is me being able to apologize as yes. long as it's obviously unintentional. Right. And say, hey, I'm sorry that I upset you. I, I should have checked in better. I didn't realize snakes upset you. Right. And, and I'm sorry. I... Will not run those again. And it also talks a little bit about how, like, you don't want to be singling people out, whether who made these mistakes. There goes Trixie. Yeah, hey, we get her Trixie in the podcast. Don't don't say her name. (laughs) It gets back into this idea that consent is everyone's responsibility. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so part of making it everyone's responsibility is to not single out the one person that maybe made the mistake. You know what? If somebody messes you and says, hey, this thing that we did was a little too much for me. Then the next game, you maybe you apologize to the group. Yes. But you don't apologize to that person because if they wanted to be called out, they would have said something In front the game. of everyone, yeah. Right. Because they may not want to. Or maybe it's, it's like that goes back to they don't want anybody in their business. 
So you ran a scene about something that really affected them personally, and they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Right. And that's okay. But you should still apologize. The next part of the book talks a little bit about is basically the the they call it aftercare and checking in, but this is you know a lot of LARPers and, and tabletop people will t- they call it afters. Yeah, this is the Denny's trip, <laughs> you know the. But uh, it's turning the Denny's trip into more than just everybody hanging out and telling the stories. It's like take a moment. Hey, we run some heavy stuff. Are you cool? Right. I also think that it is also um, a lot of especially in LARPs mm-hmm. at the end of the game. There's um, wrap up. Yeah, it's also wrap up. It's not just Absolutely. afters. Right, and the book even says in a in a less intense game, uh, you know, aftercare and checking in might just be simply everybody gathering around and retelling the fun things that happened then. Yeah, you know, not but, everything is heavy. But mm-hmm. if it's uh, but if it was a, a particularly emotional game, then there are some things you should be aware of. And they say that you should be aware of bleed, mm-hmm. be aware of your feelings, be aware of other people's feelings, and uh, and then try to make sure that you end the whole thing on a positive note. Uh, you know, and this is that that idea of just that you know if if something did broach uh, an uncomfortable topic, you don't want that to be the last thing everybody sees one another thinking about. I'm going to say that that feels like this really pro storyteller move to have something terrible happen right at the end of the game. And like everybody's like, oh, I'm so shocked. But guess what? It's not. It's it's amateur. You want everybody to come out of your game feeling like amazing. Right. That's what's like if you're really wanting people to come back, that's what's going to make them come back. Exactly. It's feeling great at the end, even if they felt terrible the whole time. Yeah. Finally, the book gets in... I want to say one more thing about that. Another thing it talks about is the fact that while those storytellers bear a burden of making sure everybody's okay, if I'm a player in this game and I'm upset, I have some responsibility to try to deal with that. Not by myself. If I need to talk to somebody, I should. But also, if I'm another player and I know that my friend is upset over here, Mm -hmm. then I should talk to them. Right. I played in a LARP this past weekend. Yes. And... My my character was really upset, mm-hmm. and so I, I you know had gathered my stuff and started storming off, and you know, and I was. That's when you were all going to go die, huh? No, no, no. <laughs> and um, and I had a player actually just go, Carrie, are you okay? Yeah, like and did the out of character symbol, right? And it, it's always nice when another player reaches out. You know, yes. even, either during game or after game and go, that was really intense. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're like Ryan said, we're supposed to be a community. And take, staff can't see everything. And take care of each other. Right. And I might be wrong. I might be like, oh, man, Carrie's really into it tonight. Yeah. Wow, she's great. And look, then look at her on, crying. And then she's it's like, oh, no. so awesome. She's, oh, she's been wanting to cry with this character. I could tell. And then I'm be totally wrong. And I'm yeah. just wrong, but it's, Ryan it's, knew better or Marty knew better. Well, and it's better to break a scene and go, are you okay? Yes. Then chance them not being okay. Right. And that's this another reason just why a game. we use these tools is so you have to break them less mm-hmm. because you can let people know. No, You I'm just good. look at them and thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. yeah. It's and better. And, and the book, this, this booklet says this. It's better to know up front and not introduce a touchy subject than mm-hmm. it is to introduce a touchy subject and have to walk your scene back. Right. Yeah, this oh, is this is not is awful, isn't it? This is not one of those situations where asking for forgiveness is better. No. Right. It's not like work. Right. Where you, where you just 
do whatever you can get away with. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but the book, there's something else, Jason, you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah, you know what? And this is something we've talked about several times. Really early in the book, I'm going to flip back and you hear the pages. Oh, yeah, I know, I've been gig- trying not to giggle every time we turn a page. Right. So, like, one of the first things that's in the book, and I circled it and to make sure that we brought up. And it's there's something stars and hearts next yeah. to it. There's something we've brought up on the podcast several times, and it is that a role-playing game is not therapy. Mm-mm. Stop using it as such. Right. Now, <laughs> for a therapist, a role-playing role is an incredibly powerful tool. It's where we get the term from, yeah. right, is therapy where people role-played. And that's amazing. And I'll tell you how powerful LARP is any day of the week, and we can talk about it forever. But it's also dangerous because if you have a trauma and you decide to try to explore it around other people who have not consented to be part of this and and have have no no training, training, right, (laughs) then you're going to do more harm than good. Maybe you will actually come through it feeling way better. Yeah, but, but now you know, I'm traumatized. Yeah, now you've right. traumatized everyone else at the table. I don't want to bear the responsibility for your mental health. Yeah, yeah. because but, I don't know how to do it. Right, and the, I was going to say, that's not your other players and your other uh, story runners being mean and not wanting to help you. It's that they are not qualified. Go to your therapist. Take right. your meds. And I understand Drink that. Drink water. Like, yeah. these are... Yeah. In our country... Just telling people to go to the therapist, it's, it's um, hard. Yeah. Because it's, it's... Look, beautiful. I have a real job. I have insurance. And it's hard to get my wife the therapy that she needs. Right. Yeah. Because it's expensive still. Yes. And so I get all those problems. But you cannot substitute role-playing for that. You're only going to make yourself and the people around you worse. Right. And this is, this is again, one of those great spots where this book is kind of looking at things from all sides in yeah. a very good, healthy way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that how they put it. It's an unfair burden. Yeah. Absolutely. If Carrie wants to talk to me about some really heavy stuff, it's okay. We're friends. We've been friends for a long time. It's okay. Same with Ryan. If some random person that I meet at a con that sat at my table wants to talk about that, well, I mean, I'll talk to them. But it's a lot to put on a stranger, you know? Right, right. It's a lot to put on a guy that you just spend one night a, a month or a week with. Yeah. That or, But more importantly, it's a lot to put on in the middle of a game. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if, if you want to talk to someone, ask them out for coffee. And this is let me of, consent to it. Yeah, that's yeah. totally yes. different. This is one of those things where we talked about this when when bleed has come up about how like a, there are a lot of in, in American LARPs there are a lot of, of folks who uh, who misuse bleed because they they really want to feel these traumatic things mm-hmm. you know and that starts to border on psychiatric or psychological effects upon right. upon oneself. That, you know, maybe I don't want to be responsible for you having those feelings. Okay. So make enough. sure that if that's the sort of game that you want, that you're at that kind of game. Right. Because it, I, I'm going to use Ryan as an example. Hi, I'm me. Ryan hates that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like he wants to run a game that's that's a little dark with some mm-hmm. cool adventure. And it's okay if your character is really sad. Right. But he does not want to see anybody cry. Right. He's not into it. It makes him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fair. It doesn't bother me as much, but that's just different. That's not better because right. I'm not as interested in a bunch of the other stuff that he likes to run. Yeah. And that's okay. Right. 
But you still got to tell us first, either mm-hmm. way. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know what to run for the two of you right. if you don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that brings us to the last page of this book, which is the RPG consent checklist. Right. Um, and right before it tells, it does it does list some other, uh, it lists the resources for places where you can, like it gives the uh, the X card web address. Uh, the no, there's a no thank you evil mechanic, uh, a same page tool. Gender pronoun name tags and yeah. a, a tabletop RPG safety toolkit, and all of those have the websites for where those things are available at. So if you don't use the RPG consent checklist that they've supplied, there are these are where the other tool options that they mention are found. I'm going to say if you have no interest in reading this book for the the, the Monty Cook Cipher System Consent and Gaming, download the PDF. Go to page number twelve, and there's a whole list of other tools. And mm-hmm. see if one ha- will work for your group. Maybe the way they put it doesn't do anything for you. But there's, what, one, two, three, four, five, five other tools here that are at least worth looking at. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's talk about the checklist itself because they've got some rules on how to use it. And uh, and just to, before we get started, everything should be – opt-in stuff doesn't have to be part of everything. Right. But they're, it's they're okay very, to be part of something. If your players, if all of your players opt in for uh, rats, rats it doesn't, fine. It doesn't mean you have to put rats in your game. <laughs> That's not what they're saying. It means they're you not, can put rats in. It means you can. It's not. This is not a request list. Oh, <laughs> but you could you could use it as a request list sometimes. Hey, right. these people are really into having rats. Okay, we're gonna have a rat villain. Well, or more importantly, like if my entire game. Ops into everything that's in the horror column. Maybe I can change the theme theme of my game a little bit. Right. Like, you don't have to go specific to the one thing that's there. And then the other side is opted out, which is zero, never do it at all, ever. They also tell you to make sure that you, as the game runner, also fill it out. Mm -hmm. Because you also matter. Yeah? And I like that. I do, too. There's three levels on this this checklist. Uh, The green level is go. Yes, I want it. Um, The yellow is okay, maybe a little bit, you know, just tread lightly. And then the red is a hard line, do not use. And that's your opt-out. So they've divided into a few categories. Horror, which is just things that that you find in horror movies. Demons, eyeballs, gore, harm to animals, Mm -hmm. harm to children. Uh, Relationships, which is where your romance and your sex stuff is. Uh, then social and cultural issues, which is things like racism, religion, any uh, phobia, bigotry, bigotry, and yeah. homophobia. Then it gets into mental and physical health, and that's where things like you know cancer, uh, claustrophobia, um, heat stroke. <laughs> I thought I, it was- you know what I have. I I work you know as a carpenter, and so I have a lot of people who who've who have very strong feelings about heat stroke. Right? I I don't know that I would that any of them would say. It needed Absolutely to be not. on a consent list. Right, but I don't know. It's a big deal. Right. Well, yeah, you could die from it, yeah. Uh, but, you know, that that list has has self-harm, uh, you know, sexual assault, And something terrorism. we talked about later is none of these are, like, comprehensive. Right. And the other thing is they tell you, like, you know, take this and, you know, white out stuff and write in your own things if that's what works for your game. Right. Yeah. You know. Uh, and then there's an additional topics list where it's, like, if... Blank. if if I look at this list and I just go, you know, I don't know where this would fall, but I just don't want to deal with this, and I can write it in. Right, right. Yeah, I've got a weird foot thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a really, it's a pretty good, pretty good tool, and and I think the great thing about it is that if if you feel like you don't need this in your game, don't use it. Don't use it. But it's worth, you know, you said the best a, thing. Read it. 
whether you think you need it or not. Right. Because there's good stuff in here. I, I but I think even more importantly is don't be a jerk because other people are going to use it. Yeah. Some What's of the, the deal with that? I, right? I, so I want to – can we very quickly just talk about some of the the, the stupid responses to oh, this? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Please. Oh, I, I've, I wrote down five of them because oh. these are the five that I saw recur the most because mm. this, this checklist has been uh, all over the role-playing groups. Yes. Right? And there are a lot of people that are supporting it and being great about it. Yes. And I have even seen – some people make comments like what I'm about to read and then come around because mm. uh, people actually explain to them why this was good. And they went, OK, all right, sure, I get it. Yeah. Uh, and so so there is hope. Yeah. I'm saying I want to be a little I want to be a little positive about all these negative people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to say right. that some of these Internet arguments over the years have really helped me because yeah. there's subjects that I was like, no, this is. It, like we talked about it a while back, but like blackface, I'm like, they're not minstrel shows. It looks totally different. It's obviously not racist. And then I'm like, oh, a bunch of black people think this is racist. So, so, it's, yeah, so it I is. guess it is. And right. that's all that matters is that they feel strongly about it. Not that my feelings whatsoever. Right. I yeah. always, I, you know, we were talking about this. I always we tell did. people that if, if you are one of the folks who think that it's okay to, for a white guy to wear blackface because they're playing a drow and drow don't exist, so therefore it's not racist, mm-hmm. I encourage you to go watch. There's an episode of the old TV show Community in which one of the characters, Chang... They're uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, and one of the characters, Chang, shows up for the tabletop game wearing full blackface. Right. And the white wig. <laughs> and... Uh, and he shows up, and it is the most uncomfortable thing to watch. It's and jarring. Because you're like, oh! Yes, you get it. <laughs> when you see it played out, completely removed from yourself and your game. Yeah. Because you're just watching it on TV, suddenly, I, don't, I, I can't even put into words why it is, but, but it's exactly that response. Mm-hmm. You go, oh. Oh, yeah, this is racist. Right? And then you laugh because they're all laughing because sure, it's sure. racist. Yeah. Right? And, like, and that's okay because it's a comedy that's addressing it's it. It's addressing well, it. Well, it's right. a dark comedy. They they did that on purpose. They yeah. were like, they're look not, at this horrible thing people are doing. They're we not shouldn't laughing. Do it. They're not laughing at racism. They're, yeah. No, no, no. They're this, with it. Yeah. <laughs> with racism? <laughs> Is that what you just said? Anyway, so yeah. these are the five most seen responses. Okay. No, One. If you have a trigger then maybe this game's not for you. Oh, I saw that in the World of Darkness ones a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a group of people who play World of Darkness games who think that the World of Darkness has to be all baby right. rape all the time. Well, that this response is part of what makes me think that the title of this book could have been better thought out. Because yeah. they look because when you say things like trigger as a pejorative, right? You know, as this statement does, like trigger is this negative word because the special snowflake social justice warriors, yeah. right? Because yeah. that's what this attitude is. Yeah, and and it's basically they never they never opened this PDF. They saw the word consent and they went nope. Yeah, they 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 saw the checklist out. and freaked out. Right. So uh, and then the second the second one I'm going to bring up right away because it's actually exactly two. connected to this. Number two is, but it's a world of darkness. And this was, again, people like wanting to, to say like what Jason was just expressing, <laughs> this idea that, that in a world of darkness, things like rape and racism and terrorism and all these bad things happen all the time because it's a world of darkness, not a world of, of fluffy bunnies. And, you, and, and again, like I've said a million times, you get to run that really heinous stuff 
if you know what the limits are. Right. And you know people can opt out. And they can opt into heinous stuff. Right. And I would just like to say, if you look at that checklist and go, what am I going to run then? You're terrible. You're a terrible person if that's all you can run. <laughs> you are I, You are a hack. You're, I like you that. Are you're a, a hack. <laughs> you are a hack if the only stories you can tell are on those on that checklist. Right. right. I want to point out, you know, but it's a world of darkness. Here's why this doesn't work, okay? okay. He's holding a world of darkness book in his hand. That's right. Yep. This, does, this argument doesn't work simply because the world of darkness is full of things that should have never been written. Oh, are you going to give us an example? I am. Okay. I could just say uh, the gypsy book. Oh. <laughs> right? But yeah. I'm specifically going to use an example from Mage. You mean what? the book that's probably the least awful? Yes. All right. Let's, let's talk about Mage let's, the Ascension. Let's talk about Mage. Here's the power. It's called Nice Boots. Wanna fuck? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This one, it's a hollow ones wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically what it does is it give, it increases hormones in the target's body to make them aroused. This wrote then gives the user, the mage, information on all of what are the right things to say to that now aroused target. Which, as a consequence, now I'm going to read this word for word, as a consequence... The target becomes open to carnal suggestions, and the mage receives bonus traits for seductive against the person she targets with the effect. This is now this is from the LARP book. Right. So it, you roofie them. Yes. Mm-hmm. If slip them a roof but of cola, so and then suddenly... This is basically the I rape you power. Yeah. Right? But listen to this is my favorite part. Now, again, okay, hang on. I'm going to back up and just, I'm going to look up the copyright date. So this book was written in 2002. Okay. The world, the, the problems were not different, but societal perceptions of the problems yeah, okay. were. Fair. Okay. All right. But listen to, the, listen to what they don't warn you. <laughs> the warning is not don't use this to rape people. Right. The warning is just because your character can seduce another character, they call it seduction, can seduce another character does not mean that you, the player, should get frisky with that other player. Well, I mean... So, are you telling me they have a power in the book that they have to warn people not to use out of character? Right. Okay. It says, uh, we shouldn't have to mention this, but inevitably, <laughs> inevitably, there will be someone who tries to use this rote as a kind of LARPer mating ritual. Remember the golden rule of no touching. Oh, my God. So, the warning isn't... Be careful because this power lets you rape people. The warning is, don't use this as an excuse to go into the back room at the LARP and make out with another player. What? <laughs> so, it's a world of darkness is not an excuse for not needing some sort of safety mechanism in your game. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I'd go so far as to say... I think the world of darkness needs them more. Yes! Oh, my goodness. All right. So the next most common one is is something to the effect of, oh, this is another book written by snowflakes who need safe spaces because they've got hypersensitivity caused by social justice warriors ruining our games. First of all, their games? Right. Mm. Everything about Mm. this comment is terrible. I'm going to say that in the 90s, back when all these books were in the late early 2000s, everybody worked at White Wolf is what would have been considered a snowflake then. 
They put yep. feminine pronouns into books, and that was... Never done before. Never done! Right. They had protagonists that were characters in the books that were people of color, that were uh, women, which is weird because it was the 90s, not like the 50s. Right. But there was all so, so many things that were so advanced socially that they did. They had gay characters. Right. But this comment wasn't on a World of Darkness side. Oh, really? That's, That's crazy. That's why this one's particularly interesting. So, But I think that this, again, is a knee-jerk reaction to the consent word in the title. Yeah. Also, I think that guy sounds like a jackass. Well, yeah. <laughs> the number one response to those comments were... Thanks for letting me know to never play in your game. Yes. Okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. All of these comments. Uh huh. Were they all men? Most of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, oh, so storytellers are so bad now that we need a checklist? Some of them are. Well, the problem with this statement is it's not that they're so bad now, it's that we've always been bad. Yeah. Hey, I've, I've said it a million times already. I've crossed lines because I didn't think about it. Me too. Carry two, even. Yeah, Carrie, yeah, yeah. You I know, have. I think uh, the like, storytellers are so bad now that we need a checklist. And the answer is no. Storytellers are so good now that we recognize yes. that we were bad and need a checklist. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Hey, and I'm, I'm going to say this. 15 years ago, I probably would have thought this was dumb. Right. So, he, and I think we all would have. Yeah. But it's actually well, a really maybe, good idea. Maybe Carrie might not have. Um, but to be fair, I never played in the game where every other character wanted to write me. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I kind of started off needing it. It's, so, it's yeah. horrific. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the last one that I saw is that uh, they don't. People don't want. People resist tools like this because it ruins the surprise of the plot that I'm going to hey, run. I'm going to admit that I I don't agree with that one. But up until a few years ago, I got it. Yes. Because I thought, how am I going to have a jump scare if I tell them that there's going to be a crazy child-murdering clown coming out of nowhere? If I go to a horror movie, Mm -hmm. and I know that there's going to be something in this that's going to either jump scare or make me nervous, or, you know, if I go see It too, there's going to be a clown in the sewers trying to eat me. Right. You know, or eat or whatever. It's the same if you go to a game. If you know what the game is going to be about in the sense of, hey, this is a vampire game. Hey, this is a D&D game. Hey, the, you know, if it's a D&D game, there's going to be dragons because there have been in the past. You so know, you it, can still get jump scared by that dragon. Right. I, even though you told me, hey, sure there's going to be a, a dragon tonight. Right. I think, I, I think, though, we need to take that even that more step forward of specificity because that's what they're saying is they're saying, I don't want... To have to ask you, do clowns trigger you? Because if, because what I'm telling you is I'm about to run a scary clown and I don't want to ruin that surprise for you. Okay, I'm going to. But, but movies like It, mm-hmm. you see in the trailer, you, you know, know there's a clown There's coming. a scary clown in it. And you're still and, scared. And you still get scared. Mm-hmm. And that's the argument. I think It's a great example because It is well, a book that a ton of people have read. And a miniseries that came out, what, 30, no. 20 years ago. 20 years ago that a bunch of us saw. And now there's two movies and people are still getting scared as fuck. Yep. So guess what? It's talent, not surprise, that tells the story. Be a better storyteller. Absolutely. And dread is a better emotion Mm. than surprise. You want to scare somebody? Hey, Carrie, 
You're going to get attacked by a rabid clown tonight. So now you're you're thinking about it all night. You have anticipation. And when it's fulfilled, you're scared. Yeah. You've scared yourself. Yes. Into, yeah. Because you're, you manipulate your emotions better than I can. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. All right. I'm sorry if I called anyone a hack that didn't need to be called a hack. No, they needed to know that they're hacks so they can get better All if right. they Don't want to. Don't be a hack, everybody. Yeah. Sorry. So everyone should go check this out. It's available on Drive Through RPG. Can we put the link? It is. In? We can put the link in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, but you can find it on Drive Through RPG, or you can go to Monty Cook Games uh, website. Uh, I will give you just a little bit of warning, though. If you get it from the Monty Cook's Game website, you do have to enter your email address. Uh, you know they are using it to get to put you on a mailing list. Yeah, that's so right. just be aware. Uh, but I feel like that's fair. They they did pay some writers some it's some money to put together. It's got man. got art yeah. in it and stuff. But uh, if you want to check it out again, it was published by Monty Cook Games and it's called Consent in Gaming. Uh, and that's it. Let's go to game wrap. Certainly worth the price. It was free. <laughs> exactly. It's worth that at least. Yeah. Welcome to Game Wrap. What an exciting show that was. Yes. Uh, it was nice to have Jason back. Yeah. That'll last for about another week or two. Awesome. <laughs> and then Jason's coming to starts. big outage times. Yeah. 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 So... Let's see, around October 13th or 14th, not forget, it, they've moved the date a couple of times. I'll start working seven days a week, 13 plus hours a day right. for at least four weeks. And, and then, then who knows? And then in November at Thanksgiving, you know, uh, we, we stop and we resume again in January. And that's right. just because the holidays make it way too hard to, to right. coordinate yeah. to record this. And uh, we hope that everybody, you know, keeps that in mind as we come into the end of the year. Right. Woo! Yeah. We'll do little mini things again, won't we? Yeah, if we can, when things. we have a chance. I should start. What I want to do is set up a thing where I listen to the show while I'm driving to work and have a camera facing me. Uh huh. And do like a, a reaction video? A reaction video of me <laughs> listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, cool. Let's give XP. Um, yeah. Right. Carrie, you are going to get 15 experience points Thanks. for uh, uh, great contributions. Aw. Yeah. And Jason, you're going to receive 20 experience points. That's right. uh, 15 is for your contributions, and 5 is just like sympathy points for not being here last week. I, I, I think we should have ketchup XP. No, it's no. Oh. I want mustard. What's the floor? Floor. Oh. I, I deserve floor. Uh, <laughs> what you're saying is you want next week's topic to be floor XP? Uh, no. Because that would be. <laughs> no. Well, we, did, we already did XP. And one of the things we complained about was floor is problematic. Right. Join us next week when our topic is the Mage the Ascension wrote, uh, nice podcast, want to buy me some Twizzlers? Oh. Until next time, I'm Ryan the Curmudgeon, carries the legend, and Jason is the favorite. Remember, the only way to win in a role-playing game is He's to have fun. fun.